record, right? So welcome to Off the Record with Nick and Trey, episode one of season two. Trey is, uh, he just got the Oculus, what's it called? Quest. Oculus Quest. Um, and he's he's setting it up, which is really exciting because we're, we're not immersed in the VR world, but we sure like it. Uh, it's so dope. Can you hand me my phone? Phone. Boom. You have to cast through the app on your Do you phone. want me to? You unlock it. I'll, That's it, cool. I can see. Oh. He, Trey is wearing the headset. He's looking at his phone through the headset cameras, and he's going to cast to our widescreen work monitor because technology. Ooh, I see it. You see it? I saw the Oculus sign. It was very exciting. Um, since season one ended, uh, the new year has been crazy. We've been busy as fuck, and we've been trying to finish this album. We're we're on the last, uh, in the progress of our work, we're on the last track and a half. So taking a little bit of time off was really positive for us to be able to focus. And uh, in addition to working on our album, life has been crazy and work has been accelerating at a pace that is unreal it's been so busy and so much has changed in the past few months that we have not been doing this we're basically different people now we're basically cooler people we're so cool we're the coolest people in this room i have a feeling that this podcast episode one is going to take a lot of editing that is why I'm handing over all of the editing to Trey. Oh, perfect. <laughs> you can't see, can you? I cannot see. I see gray. In this episode, Trey is also going to talk about his adventure, his journey to go hang out with our good pal, Ian, um, at the new Disney Star Wars. Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. It was dope. Um, and it's open to the public now so we can talk about it. Yeah, open to the public, secret things that he got to see with no crowds, no bullshit. Um, okay, we're in. All right. So, um, do you see it on the screen? I do see it on the screen. I see you looking around. Do you see a red light on the screen? Or is that just... I see your white little... I see your cursor dot. So when you're wearing this, you're going to see a red dot. That just means that you're casting. Got it. Don't pay attention to that. It's kind of confusing. So I'm in this space. That's cool. Which is um, like a... a Geodesic future dome. And there's more outside. And there's like the northern lights and shit. This is like the main menu of the, the thing. And like if I reach out... You see how... Mm-hmm. Let's see it. So I know exactly where I am in your office, and I'm not running into shit. And then these are my little things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to have you do this, and you're going to go through the tutorial because it's a lot of fun. I've done normal, o- the main Oculus and HTC Vive. Vive. Okay. Vive? Do they come with these? I haven't... They do. They come with something like that. So here, you get to wear that. Oh, and you get to stand where I'm standing. Oh, grab these. So it works great. We got the same eyeballs. I see them. I see oh. them in here. <laughs> That's the one. Oh. That one. Oh. And this one. 
Okay. I see the, the I see the room, <clears throat> the weird ass shape that you drew. Yep. And then you just uh click okay. start on that app. And then you're just gonna go through the tutorial. Why is that so Okay, okay. Like Oh, a minute, a minute. I see it. Oh, cheers, by the way. Cheers. I'm inside of the virtual world. Whoa. Is it in focus? Uh, a little bit. The right side or left side? Uh, both sides. What? Both sides. So, I mean, which one to move the eyeballs? Uh, left, left side. I think, I think it's in focus. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's so fun. The sound is remarkably loud. Well, we could turn it down. No, I turn it down just a little bit. Okay. That red dot. It's supposed is. to be loud for you because you're wearing the headset. Yeah. The speaker is supposed to. Dang. I'm in a place with the hands. Wait, I see two. Oh. Welcome to Oculus. After this tutorial, you'll be ready to explore. Oh. <gasps> That's fun. Oh, wait, I lost it. An airplane. Whee! Wow. Oh. Rocket. Oh, you have to let go. <laughs> I see. You just held it to your dick. That's <laughs> yeah, I did. perfect. That's it, you know. Do All VR natural. leads back to the dick. Yeah, just, just, just do what comes natural. Oh wait, the, the rocket came back. Whee! This is, it's cool. Oh wait, okay, hold on, this is meta. Now I have a controller in VR. Wait, oh, insert both plugs. At the same time. Is this a, oh. This is how you knock over everything in your room. Oh boy, a dancing game. Move your hands. <laughs> Can I? You can't really do just the middle fingers, huh? Oh, he's doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hi! Oh, shit! It came off again! <laughs> I just threw it. It's a little slippery. Are there. There's wrist straps on these? Yeah. Oh. Probably should Nobody even them. told me to use those. I wouldn't have wanted to anyways, but no risk, no reward, you know? <laughs> Here's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, go. okay. Got him. <laughs> Easy. Got him. Get you, get, get oh, good thing I turned around. Ah! Get those fuckers out of here. It's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. And like, that's it. You can just take it off and it, it goes to sleep and you don't have to worry about it. So you don't really even have to turn it off? Nope. How long does the battery last? Pretty long time. Over an hour, probably. Um, but you can also play, like the cable that came with it is really long, so you could also play with it while it's plugged in. You want me to scoop the thing in there? Oh yeah, the, uh, this one? The, that little lens cover. Anyway, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's crazy. It's really freaking fun. There's like VR chat. You've probably seen that. On I there. have. Um, so they have that on Quest now, which is dope. Um, it's fun to like talk to people and 
do whatever. And fuck um, around in the community. Yeah, you like download little characters that you can impersonate. Um, are there mirrors in VR chat? Yeah, so you can see yourself. Yep. Every time, everywhere that there's places where you can download avatars, there's a mirror so you can like look at yourself. That's cool. And the models are really, really, uh, they're animated really well to where it, like it's insane, dude. It's insane because like all of like <clears throat> the arms like move with your arms, like almost exact. Right? Yeah. And when you talk. And there's a mic and a like you talk into the mic and your character's mouth moves when you talk at the same time at the same time and it's it it looks pretty good like Ian <laughs> Ian had he found a uh, Winnie the Pooh avatar <laughs> yeah. where he's uh, he's poo- he's basically it looks like straight straight up Disney character in a video game like it looks exact and when he talks Pooh's mouth moves pretty accurately to like how he's talking in the same in the same way that's crazy and then like his hands when he moves his hands it's like Pooh's like mitten hands you know yeah but it looks fucking legit like Pooh is so it it looks like you're talking to a real cartoon character that's insane it it's really freaking fun dude but anyways it's it's a really like I mean, it's all like community based, so people make like these worlds that you go into, and um, all the avatars that are there, like it's people that literally modeled them in like database or whatever. Yeah. And so it's all public. Yeah, so it's like it's it's almost like Second Life, but it's way cooler <laughs> and more immersive way more immersive like there was a there was a world we went to where we were driving around these like flying cars and like you get in the like you sit in the car and like you basically you point to a seat in the car and then you like but then there's like this little joystick that you grab and then the one when you're grabbing the joystick it's controlling the car so it turns into like almost like a flight simulator that's crazy. And then you like race through these canyons to like get to the end and like at the end there's this house and like everybody who's been through the course is like hanging out like being like you made it and like all this stuff. That's pretty cool. It's really freaking fun and like <clears throat> I don't know. A lot of people on there are really fun. They like everybody's kind of down for anything. You know because it people are just there to like socialize and Well, there's no fun. expectations. Yeah. That's kind of There's there's no expectations. Like like Ian and I get on there to just like hang out, but like people, want, he, they, what, they like hang out with us and like they'll follow us around to different worlds and like do whatever we're doing and like it's pretty, pretty cool. It's a cool experience, especially for people who don't like uh, do well socially. I feel like it's really empowering for them to like be in a space where they feel behind it. Nobody knows kind of who they are. But you, and they can just kind of talk and be real and like interact with other people. Totally, and that's kind of like the the people in there are willing to share a lot. Yeah, because nobody's I it's, mean if, if nobody's going to judge them, and if they do, it doesn't really yeah, matter. It's just like the the like the days when I was like eighteen in like chat rooms, totally. just talking to who the fuck ever. Like just it doesn't talking, matter. Yeah, and like you can just like get along with people without having to worry about anybody judging you or whatever. Yeah. It's really cool. And um, 
There's a game called Rec Room, which is kind of the same thing. Like, you have an avatar, but, like, there's stuff to do. Like, uh, the other day, Ian and I were in a paintball match where it was, like, Capture the Flag. Yeah, that's cool. So you're in this course, and, like, you just kind of move around this course to get to the other side to capture their flag. But there's, like, guns and grenades and, like, sniper rifles everywhere. So it's like a shooter. But you're playing with other people. And you're on teams, so it puts you in a server with other, other people and, like... You just kind of play capture the flag in this little experience or whatever, and it's dope though because like you can, a, a lot of the games you have to like uh, move your character by like selecting a point, and, and then your character t- like moves to that point. Sure. So it's not like you're, because actually like when you're there's also games where you walk around with a joystick. Yeah. And it can be really nauseating because when you're, imagine if you're just in the real life and you're moving forward but you're not actually moving like you're not using your body to move and your your eyes are just seeing that you're moving forward it would be very yeah it's like being on like a escalator or something um so it can be kind of disorienting when you're moving that way because you're staying still but your your whole like visual and audio experience is like stuck in this space where you feel like you're you don't because you're not actually moving anywhere. I wonder if if someday they're going to have some sort of VR that looks at your eyes where they're looking and gives you focus where you're looking. Because that's the problem is that when everything's kind of in focus, in yeah. focus and it's moving and you don't, you're not doing anything. It's like yeah, a lot, a lot I, of different. I things. think, I think one thing that might be there is uh, a cheap way to have like almost like a 360 treadmill to where because I've I, they have that technology they've, they've done that yeah I've seen <laughs> like that. there's I, I watched a video of like somebody with VR headset on and like a gun they put like a marine or something in this like VR experience where he's like shooting people totally I think it's going to be the next thing especially with this like people are freaking out about the quest because it's the first um it's the first free movement VR device that they've come out with for consumers that doesn't require you to be tethered to somewhere and doesn't require you to set up sensors around the room. Sure. You literally, uh, the sensors are on your head and you just go based on your house. Like, yeah. that was on, uh, I was on Reddit, there's a, there's a, and somebody like mapped their entire first floor of their house and like created this little maze but it's like mapped to their their regular house so they like were running through their house basically That's they crazy. mapped the whole like they drew the whole thing was their play area their whole like first floor or whatever if you're if you're running full speed towards a wall that's 20 feet away will it tell you earlier then when no. if you're inching towards it no i don't think so i think it's it, but it's it's pretty responsive when you get close like it'll be like hey but yeah running is not in your play area it's slow movements you know yeah um yeah it's and i think it's like it's really got a lot of potential the only problem is that it's a it's like kind of limited hardware wise where it's like there's not a lot of games that came out for Oculus that would do well 
on the Quest, even though there there are ways to play those games on there, but it's just like it's not it's kind of lightweight sure. because of because it's designed to be a standalone thing where you just kind of put it on. There's people that them on plane. It's it's like a simulation of a black hole. And he um like it goes like around the black hole and it shows like how what space looks like if you're close to a black hole. Yeah. And like he puts you above it to where it's like it's down below you and it shows like how the light like reacts to like being close to a black hole there. That's crazy. And then he like shows like you know that crazy like interstellar scene with the the black hole that has like the freaking weird geometry. Like it's like it's got a ring around it, but then it's also going behind it and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he simulates that and he kind of like flies you into it and then out of it to show you like what the geometry actually looks like. And it's like all th- all three D and it's like happening all around you and you're just like, fuck, that's crazy. So it's almost like being like being next to a black hole. Yeah. It's freaking cool, man. And just the fact that you can watch movies and stuff, like, I was, <laughs> like, I was, oh, I was home alone the other day, and like, I, I just was not watching Netflix with that stupid thing on my head, like, and it was, it's like I have a bigger TV, I just have to. And the sound is pretty damn good. Yeah. When you were wearing it, you, I could hear the sound, from, from the. Yeah, it's directed at you to where it's like if you're wearing the headset, it it feels it feels like you can just listen to. But it also has you can also plug in headphones, you know, to make it more accurate or whatever. Be like I have I have I haven't used headphones yet on it because this sounds pretty. It sounds pretty good, and it's just another thing you have on your head. Yeah, and usually I'm just in a room by myself, so it's like it doesn't really matter. If it's louder. So anyway, yeah, I wanted that's, you to. Yeah, that's that's that pretty out. incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate you letting me. Yeah, slice some shit and throw the yeah, controller Ian, around like a piece of trash. Ian was telling me about that a few like a like a month ago, and then uh, he surprised me with a little gift for my birthday or whatever. Yeah, that's dope. Um, but I am also working on his website, so it's a little. little carrot or something but yeah I what's cool about it is since since Ian lives in San Francisco like we like we talk often right but now it's like we can we can hang hang out out together (laughs) but can you also create your own person character Mm -hmm. that kind of looks like you Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool yeah Jesus Georgia but yeah it's I'm stoked about it so t- so let's move to the. I want to hear about the Star Wars. The Star Wars thing. Yeah, dude, it was dope. So to to tell me, tell us, opportunity was okay. So Ian is a friend of mine that I've been friends with for since we were kids, basically, and uh, he currently works for um, Industrial Light and Magic. They they did like a lot of the special effects and visual effects for like Star Wars, like for film, and they've kind of moved on to doing um, immersive experiences. That's what X-Lab, that's what their focus is, is to create these immersive experiences. Um, Right now, it's pretty much focused around VR, 
so they're making a lot of uh, VR experiences. They just, um, they just, I think, last year, put out a VR experience for the Void, which is the Void is a, it's like a, um, it's like a shop you go into. Um, they have one in downtown Disney, mm-hmm. where it's it's just just like VR experiences. So it's like I don't know you, like you go. I don't know. You you know how like you go to like like a video game arcade or something yeah, like that. Or like a, it's like it's like a shop, but you go in there and it's like you make an appointment and they put you through a like a really immersive VR experience. And they put the whole the whole thing on you and then you the, there's a warehouse that's designed to <coughs> reflect the yeah. game. Yeah. So there, there's games developed for this experience where they um, they put they put a headset on you and you wear like a like a like a chest piece so it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a jacket you put a jacket on and it's got like haptic feedback in it that's dope and they and it's like it's not tethered to anything it's all just on your on your body so you have this this helmet headset thing and the vest so it's almost like laser tag i guess yeah and then they uh, they bring you into a room and they they play a little video and they have you like choose your choose your color of like um, character. Yeah. So in this in this VR experience that uh, Ian worked on was it, it's a Star Wars thing. So you're stormtroopers, but you're in you're rebels and dis- disguised as stormtroopers. That's awesome. And so you uh, you get to choose your color. So they have you choose your color and they play a video to like sort of introduce the the plot I guess because it's a story and then uh, after you do that they they put you in this room and they're like okay now put down your headset because it like kind of flips up put down your headset and then you're like in the you're in the the experience and like you look around and like we were with two other girls who we didn't know them they just got put into the spot the same slot as us so it was me and Ian and these two girls and uh, you can see their avatar which is like a stormtrooper with the color they picked like in the space in this yeah. in this in this small it's a small room it's not like a warehouse it's like it's it's a grid of a few small rooms so you start in this small room where you kind of like put down the thing you kind of get used to like being in this, in the VR space and then um they start the thing and like a door opens and you walk through a door into another room and then there's like it kind of goes from there like it's basically it moves you from room to room to room yeah that's crazy in the rooms themselves there's like there's environmental stuff so like in the experience like you have this uh this part where you walk outside and it's like that uh the lava planet from uh revenge of the sith (laughs) So you know, like, where Anakin and Obi Wan had that yeah. battle, and like all that stuff happened. So it's like this lava planet. So like, when you walk outside of this ship, it, there's like heat on you. So like, there's it like kind of blows air, and like there's heat like that's crazy coming from above you to where it's like you're you walk into the outside, which is like supposed to be hot. So it's like a VR four D. Yes. Yeah. So there's like wow. all these like things that happen and like there's also there's also a thing where like there's the robot from rogue, rogue one he's like mm-hmm. super big and tall and like kind of funny or whatever yeah 
like he's in the experience but like um when you are in the room with him you can actually like reach out and they actually have a prop that feels like him yeah so it's like you can touch him. the character yeah. because it, it's in the experience like it's in the room with you but like it's mapped to what you're seeing so you can actually reach out and touch him that's crazy did you flip up your visor at all no no there's no reason to because it's really 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 responsive like here's an example in one of the rooms they have you sit on a bench so they're like everybody take a seat or whatever and they're like kind of giving you the plot while you're in the experience and I sat I like because I was super excited and not thinking and I like sat down and I realized like I was sitting between those two girls like uh-huh. I was sitting like between them sure and like I saw her stand up and I just kind of scooted over and then she walked around and sat next to like next to her friend yeah but like that all happened in a made up fucking video game yeah I didn't I did not see her her I saw her avatar stand up and I, it was like a weird, awkward social situation that happened in VR space but, where it's like yeah. I scooted over and she could see me scooting over. And so then, like, we didn't even say anything. It just happened. Like, that's something that would happen in real life. That was just kind of... But it's so responsive yeah. that you that could happen without needing to put the visor up, right? That's nuts. And that, like... I've talked about that a couple times with Ian and I, I that's that was one of the coolest parts about it. It's like it's so immersive that even shit like that happens where it's like just naturally. Yeah. You're just naturally moving around in this space that's not real. Yeah, that's nuts. Um yeah, you go through this experience and like you eventually get like a gun and then you're it turns into like a shooting game where you're shooting stormtroopers and um it's really fun. <laughs> it's really fucking fun. Um, you have to go to the void to play it, and uh, you have to buy tickets too. So it's it's almost like buying a movie ticket. Um, That's pretty cool. But yeah, they have they have another game too, Wreck It Ralph game, uh, that came out recently. That we didn't we didn't play that one, but it was. Uh, it's but you also. Aside from the void, you also went to... Yes, I'm getting to that. Got it. Um, so, that's what Ian does. He worked on that game. That was, like, his project. He's and a... He's a what is he doing on that? He's Level a lead designer. designer. No, he's a lead designer. That's incredible. He's, like, a project manager, basically. But yeah. he also does... I mean, he does the level design and stuff like that. He basically designed the experience, like him and his team. Um, but he's kind of the... He's kind of leading that, that those kinds of projects, which that's is awesome. dope. And... Um, yeah, like, <clears throat> after we got out of that, we kind of talked about it, and he sort of told me some, like, little little inside bits, which I won't go over, just because it's inside information. But that was the reason we were there, is because because he works for uh, ILMX Lab, he is basically, he's a Disney employee, because Disney now owns Star Wars and all the intellectual property. So those... All those companies that are associated with Star Wars now are owned by Disney. So he, uh, I, I guess he won a raffle or maybe just signed up to go to the park to, to the uh, early access um, employee preview of Galaxy's Edge, which is the new Star Wars uh, Area. land. Yeah. 
in Disneyland, the Magic Kingdom. Um, so he got tickets to that, and um, that's that's the reason why we went down there. Um, but because he's an employee, basically, is how he got tickets to that. So they, uh, it was really dope, dude. Like we, we basically spent the whole weekend there. So we were doing Disneyland stuff most the of the time. time. But yeah. like there was a four-hour window where we signed up to go into the into the park, and they and it was like super secure. They had, um, you know, they had the whole entrance to that area like guarded by a bunch of like Disney security people um, so we we went into the park early that morning and um, asked you know like what we're, what we're supposed to do and they told us like okay so like around 11 o'clock you have to be at this uh, part of the park where they're going to give you your wristbands they're going to like let you know where to go and like get you like signed in basically sure and so we were just kind of like hanging around at Disneyland until then, um, just doing whatever. And that was, you know, Disneyland's always dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we went and we went to uh, this place in Tomorrowland that has like a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia and like a shop and stuff. It's called the, uh, I think it's called the Landing Pad or something, Launch Pad. I don't know. Anyways, but that's where they were, they had like the registration and everything. Um, they gave us our wristbands and they're like, cool. So like around two o'clock, uh, just be over by the entrance, which is over here and, um, we'll let you in or whatever. Um, so what they, what, what they were doing is they had, I think they had four groups for the day. Um, and how many people were in each group? Like probably like anywhere from a hundred to 200. Like there's, is a pretty big group. Um, for a whole space, though. Yeah, for a whole part of the park. Yeah. Um, so they had other groups. There may have been four, maybe three groups, um, but there was a group that was in there before our group was who got to kind of hang around while our group was all... So was, there, was, there was some overlap. Got it. Um, so we weren't the first group to go in, but we were one of the groups. <laughs> <coughs> So that was like ap- afternoon. I think it was like around two o'clock, and like we went over there and just lined up, and like we uh, they brought us into um, this waiting area, which is like under a bridge, which that's like the train goes over this bridge, mm-hmm. and so like that's kind of like the part where they like kind of gather everybody before they let them in, and like the the employees that are in the park, like they're all like in character like they act like they're from this other like they call it it's a shit i think it's called black spire outpost which is like supposed to be like a real place in star wars and it's kind of like tatooine like desert like that's kind of the vibe um so they're all wearing like sand garb and like you know like the fucking star wars pants and boots and like they have the whole get up um but they're just, they're just normal people. But they're, like, talking. They're, like, just, like, oh, like, where are you from? Like, you look weird. Like, why are you wearing those ears or whatever? Like, they're messing around with the employees. Like, the, the people. Visitors, yeah. The visitors. Like, they don't recognize them and stuff. It's, it's fun. But, like, yeah. Like, it's all just a bunch of Star Wars nerds who are, like, really into it. Who get to, like, be part of this experience where they get to act like they're a character in Star Wars. That's, That's incredible. incredible. 
So what kind of space, where, where, what, what did you see in that new space? Well, um, is there anything worth sharing? Yeah, dude. Um, so you, you, walk into the, you walk into the area, and it's like a movie set. Like sure. They did such a good job. Like all the buildings look like they're just like tattered, and there's like, there's like blaster holes like people were shooting yeah that's crazy and like there's there's ambient sound so there every now and then like you'll you'll hear a ship fly over and like some of the Whoa. employees will like react to it and stuff like that kind of stuff that's crazy and there's like there's droids sitting around everywhere and like you, they move it's like animatronics and stuff like that um there's just like tons of cool stuff um but like the architecture looks like you're in a different space like it looks like you're in a different place yeah um and it's all like star wars themed so it's like got wires hanging from buildings and like plugging into like panels and there's like panels everywhere every door has a panel and it's just like it kind of lights up it, you can't do anything with it but it just looks it looks like real there's like cool. crates stacked and like i don't know there's like a section where there's these speeders that are just like hovering like i mean obviously they're attached to something but they're just like hovering like in That's this cool. garage area and there's like a little droid in there like doing stuff and it's just it, they did such a good job on the on like the atmosphere um but they the there's not very many attractions yet um there's a few attractions which are which are fun like the first thing we did we went to the cantina because we had we had heard that the cantina like was going to be like there's gonna be aliens there, yeah. or, you know, whatever. That's kind of what they advertised. But when when we got in there, like we kind of waited in line, and we were in the front of the line, so like we were we were in front like of our group basically to get into this thing. Sure. Because um, we had heard from people that Ian knew, like like get in line for the cantina first thing because that's the thing that's taking the longest. Like everything else, you'll get to do everything else, but the cantina is a shit show. Like just get in there as quick as you can just to see it and then like move on. Yeah. So that's what we did is we got in line and to the cantina and like um, it's a I mean it's a restaurant like you go in there and they have like some snacks and stuff and um, boozy drinks, but all the drinks have like a like a catch like there's there's a drink that like just bubbles like it's got stuff in it that makes it bubble yeah so it's like a red drink that bubbles and like Ian got a drink that has like fizz on it but when you when you taste the fizz like it makes your tongue tingle so it's like a tingly fizzy thing and, that's um, nuts they have like all kinds of cocktails that are like green and blue and like they have blue. Is it, they yeah. actually have boozy boozy yeah. drinks there. Yeah, the cantina is an adult. Like you, it's got alcohol. That's crazy. That's awesome because most of Disney, all yeah. of Disney. I mean, they're weak as fuck. But <clears throat> and probably I'm pricey. Also, yeah, I'm also. Do you get free drinks I, while you're there? No, we had to pay. It's rude. Super rude, but that's not the point. Too, but yeah, I wonder in like ten years if like the drinks there are going to be notorious for like getting you like s severe hangovers and not very drunk. Because <laughs> they're so sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we went in there. You're only allowed to be in there for forty five minutes, just because it was like it's that popular. It was Is super how popular. Fast. Yeah, it was sort of sort of like a it was like a trial run of like how they're going to manage like how many people are going to be at these places. Mm -hmm. So the, I mean the cantina is it's like a the size of a normal bar and there's a bar in the middle where there's people pouring drinks and like doing bartending it's probably then, built off the same i mean 
basically the same size of the cantina in yeah. the original Star Wars movies. Yeah. And it's just like a bar that loops around and then like some standing tables and then some booth, <clears throat> like booths all around. Is there a band? Yes. So this is the catch. The DJ is, uh, he is the robot from Star Tours who's who got a job as a DJ in the cantina. <laughs> That's incredible. He's the same robot from, like, the original robot from Star Tours. He's now DJing at this cantina. So does he make a lot of yeah. mistakes? Well, yeah. Yeah, he's got, like, this, like, so he's the only thing that's, like, sort of, like, the part of the experience where yeah. he's, like, he's playing, it's, like, loud music, like, you're in a bar. Yeah. And he's just kind of like moving, like he's animatronic, so he's moving around, like scratching whatever whatever he's doing in there. And then like he'll have these moments where he like has like this thing that happens, and he's like says some stuff. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to him at the time, um, but I did notice that something was happening with him, and people were watching it. I don't remember um, because I was. But he's really there. He's really there, and he's he has these moments where he's he like. There's like a story going on. Where That's cool. And he talk. I think he talks about like his old job or something like so that. So what the hell happens to Star Tours then? They have or is, is C three PO and oh yeah um, yeah yeah. I think there's because they changed that when the when recently yeah. within the past like five years yeah. they changed it to C three PO. Yeah. Um. So now he's over there doing a DJ gig. Um, so that's fun. And then, like, behind the bar, like, there's a bunch of, like, stuff to look at. So there's, like, these uh, containers with, like, alien fish Mo- in it and stuff. Like, yeah, around, stuff sure. going on. And, like, all the taps, like, look like they're just, like, hoses. with Like, they look like they're in Star Wars, right? So that's the, the whole aesthetic is, like, completely Star Wars. Are the bartenders? They're, dre- they're just normal people dressed in the costumes. Not aliens. Not aliens. But... One thing, one thing they were talking about when they were hyping this whole thing up is that there's going to be aliens in there, but there were no aliens. It That's was, a lot of makeup for a day job. Yeah. And um, those, and I, ha- I have to assume that the people that work at at Disneyland, the general public, the general, uh, I guess, employees, just don't they don't get paid that much. They're, well, they're, I don't you're know. I don't know. I, feel, I feel like it's kind of a it's kind of a special thing to work there because you, it's not like waiting in line at the haunted mansion and somebody has to stand there and be creepy and tell people to get in the right line, right? Mm-hmm. That's di- that's a different level of what we were seeing with these employees and like these employees were like interacting with people, and the whole point, like the whole point of them being in character is because when you're in there, there's these stories happening. So, like, Kylo Ren comes out with some some stormtroopers, and they're looking for somebody, right? They're looking mm-hmm. for a, a Wookiee or something, yeah. right? And so they're going around asking people, like, have you seen a Wookiee or, like, whatever. And, and like, <clears throat> there's, this, there's this, like, rebel girl who's got, like, blue, blue hair, Who's like hiding from the the what is it the first order which is the new empire yeah. in the new movies right so she's like kind of undermining them so they're looking for her and so like the whole point of the employees being in character is that not only to like make it more immersive but they also participate in these stories that happen throughout the park so like That's I'll, give, crazy. I'll give you an example 
we went to this other place where it's like a lightsaber building experience where you like you you pay to have like a custom lightsaber so it's like it's like those ones you see that have like the led Mm -hmm. uh blade and like but the the hilt which is like this piece of metal you get to pick like the parts that you use to build it and then they take you to this experience where you you actually put together all the pieces you put a crystal in it that's cool and like there's this whole story uh this whole story that happens as well like there's a facilitator that like kind of tells you about the jedi and like what the lightsaber means like what the crystal is about like he takes you through this narrative and then he's like now now let's like get into it and like build this thing and so like everybody kind of builds one we'll talk about that more but we were waiting in line for that and kylo ren and his troops came close to this area and the the people that were like doing the register and like doing the line and stuff like that they started like they started um, pretending like they were having an auction. So, like, they were like, oh, well, give me 15 credits for this this metal on the wall or whatever. Like, 15 credits. Can I have to hear 15? And Ian, Ian, was, Ian knew exactly what they were doing. He's just like, 15 credits. And I was like, 20 credits. And then, like, it's <laughs> everybody in line started participating in this fake auction to, like, buy the stuff that was just, like, laying around. Because what what they were trying to do was like hide the fact that they were t- giving lightsabers away to like sure. to Reg- Jedi, to, maybe. yeah, to Jedi. So they were trying to cover up because Kylo Ren and his <clears throat> troops were like in the area. They yeah, were like cool. trying to like cover it up and be like, Shh, you know, like and it, like those moments are like what that's like all about, kind of. Like, yeah, like that's what makes it more immersive. Is like everybody's kind of in this world together including the visitors that's cool that's a that's a a tall order for normies and that was just a that was the trial run yeah and it was fucking dope it was so dope that was probably the coolest experience we had there was that them like kind of including us in this story yeah right and i'm sure that happened for everybody that was in there at some point around the park like it's always happening yeah that's like there's just these little moments that they create that sort of like get the visitors involved in this story and um i guess there's also like some stuff that you do like there's like an app on your phone where you can interact with stuff like around the park and like you participate in like faction like you can help certain factions so you can help the new order if you're they're looking for the rebel and you like i don't know report them or something or like if you're part of the rebels, like I don't know, you you earn points with these factions, and that's it's red. What's weird and what I what we couldn't figure out, and I'll get to this. That registers somewhere. Yeah, it's not just on your phone. Something happens in this area. Things are being people, decided. Uh, people based know on what your you're response. doing. Yeah. yeah, and people know who you're helping. That is next level shit and I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second but um, the lightsaber thing was cool you build a lightsaber there's this whole like story with it and did you get you, one? And, and, no they're like $200 Jesus <laughs> Ian got one though and you can bring people in to like help like watch you build your lightsaber so yeah. Ian built one but what's funny is like what, what it is is you pick out like a kit so it comes with a bunch of parts and like you just mix and match the parts, Crazy. and like build a 
so like whatever parts Ian didn't pick, I like kind of built another one like on the, <laughs> side, on the side, like just to see what it would look like. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, like he, he, like they give you a case to carry it in, and like it's everybody's super stoked about it. It's like a whole experience. But that's the whole thing is like you you buy it, and then you get to build it, and then you walk out with it. It is cool. That is cool. Two hundred bucks is is real. It's a lot. Uh, but a lot of people are into that, especially like, I don't know, if you have kids, that's a fucking home run for, for like a kid. 400 bucks for two kids. That would be a nightmare for a parent. That it's great sounds for like a, a nightmare for a parent. It's great for a child. Um, but yeah, that's Papa's pretty cool, got to pay up, you yeah. know what I mean? You got them in, now you got to just... And there's a store where you can up. buy a whole Jedi costume for your kid, too. It's like, so once you get the lightsaber... They're going to see the Jedi costume and, then and be like, well, I want to be that now. And you're like, yeah. well, that's another 200 bucks. Thanks. Thanks, Jeez. Disneyland. But that's Disney. That's Disney's MO. It's yeah. like, hey, we're going to create this rad experience for your children so that you have to pay us a ton of money. Yeah, that's, that is definitely what they do. That is literally what they do. Well, it's the knob is turned up to 11 <laughs> on this one because everything's fucking expensive. <laughs> for good reason, though, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this they is, are definitely cashing in on the Star Wars nostalgia. I mean, what's the last, what's the last big IP that they capitalize on? Cars, maybe on in California Adventure. Well, they have Marvel now, but that's not at the park, is it? Uh, it's in a different part of the park, but yeah, they have Marvel stuff there. They built a Marvel space. They, they, so, do you remember uh, the uh, Tower of Terror? Which was the Twilight Zone experience in California Adventure? Yeah, that was that's Guardians of the Galaxy now. The whole thing. The whole thing is a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Is it still the tower? It's still a tower, and it's the same ride, but it's all <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy themed. Isn't that weird? It's that still fun. Weird. I was it, there not like, that long ago. Like I was they, there like four or five years ago. Yeah, it was. It's recent. It's like in the that's past crazy. year or two. Um, but yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. Like it's the same ride, but it's all like the video is different because it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Now. That's really interesting. It's very interesting. It's actually f- funny to see how they repurposed Twilight Zone into something that's sci-fi because it's yeah. the same building and the same props almost. Does the building look? Like a guardian. Did you go yeah. over? You guys hung yeah. out in I have California a of it. Adventure? Yeah, I have a picture of it. It's, I want to uh, see it. Pull it up. It's, um, yeah, it looks like a space space building now. That's cool. Um, is it part of, what's the story? The escape uh, from, the, or? The story is that there's this, this uh, person that collects, like, exotic animals in, like, a zoo or something. And he captured the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're in these, like, prison chambers. And the story is that they're trying to get out, and the raccoon... What's his name? I don't, uh, know. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember. The raccoon escapes, and he's just like... And then you go, in, you go into the room where they would normally tell you about, like, the whole, like, story about Twilight Zone. You go into that room, and then there's, like, a video screen that, like, sort of tells a story... And then there's, like, an animatronic raccoon that escapes and is, like, rooting around and, like, trying to, like, 
and then he he stands up and he's like says like I'm gonna bust these people out and like you're and gonna help me and, and then all is stuff. he the he's the Star Tours driver basically <laughs> that's awesome but then they file you into the elevator and then um, the experience is basically like them escaping and like chaos happening and that like you're in this like thing that's bouncing around and dropping and like doors open and then you see like them they're escaping and they're like running around there's a big monster so it's it's the same ride but the story is it's crazy think think about how quickly they build those basically how quickly I mean generally Uh, I'm kind of blown away at how they did that but this is what it looks like now so it's supposed to be that prison they were in yeah yeah what's his name Whoever, um, yeah, is it Benicio del Toro? See in that? I don't know. He was in that. It's a guy that looks like him. But here's uh, uh, here's a, here's what the line looks like. There's all these like, yeah, that's these cool chambers. With, but like, that's where they were keeping one of the Infinity Stones. Benicio del Toro was the collector. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's him. And yeah. He, so that's he, the he, whole thing. Totally. It's like they're it, in that thing. And so they got, um, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty That's cool. Trey's showing me a video of like uh, these little creatures that are in this in this space. So in the space, uh, he showed it's if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Benicio del Toro is the guy that is collecting all the shit, and he has all these little cube spaces that are really cool lit. And in those, he he's a collector of all that weird random stuff, and yeah. that's kind of what that looked like. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. See, I like I. I hate to say this it actually makes me a little nauseous because I feel like the Marvel movies just they just went and went and they're still going they're still but going. it's just like it kind of got out of control um, well it, but but I will say that that the one that, that if anything went out of control Star Wars went out of control first <laughs> right <Yes. laughs> like yes. shit man uh, episode one through three was a little off the rails. Well, it was it was at the yeah it was a little exploratory. It was in the same way that made the Matrix two and three lost control. They became a yeah. thing that was neither real nor nor false, and it was just there. <laughs> and we all have to look at it. We all we all remember have to rem, we have to remember it and consider it. Yeah, and be like, okay, well, this happened in that That's, movie, and it's like. Hmm. Yeah, that, Did was it ju- really that was just when we were. <laughs> the early 2000s was like the curse of, of modern uh, CGI cinema. Yeah. Um, and here we are now with the new movies, which yeah. are... And I, and I like I like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was fun, lighthearted, and, and that space looks dope. It's pretty good. I think, I think if they were going to do anything to that ride to like sort of ruin it I'm glad they did what they did because yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is Twilight Zone is is getting a reboot it's, uh, it's, so boot, it's, it's like, booted so it's, it's like rebooted. They, they redid the whole ride and it's like now Twilight Zone is is a thing again and it's like well the Twilight Zone is now, shot, shot is now rebooted on with uh, what's his name Key and Peele, but only one of them. Whatever. Yeah, Jordan Peele. The shorter, or... shorter one. Oh yeah, Jordan. <laughs> Is that Jordan? Yeah. So, uh, 
It's it's decent. It's all it's all dark. Yeah. It's a lot like Black Mirror. It's like they they saw Black Mirror and the new season of Black Mirror just got released yesterday, I think, which yeah. I haven't watched any of it, but Black Mirror is so dismal in yeah. the technology age that it's incredible. Yeah. And so now the new the new Twilight Zone is almost the same but but not quite as authentic as Black Mirror is. Black Mirror is it it's like all these movies the, the, all the movies in the modern age in the last 5 years have done the same thing where it's like this the, like Black Mirror is playing off of what Twilight Zone was but it's doing it in a modern way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now the new Twilight Zone because Black Mirror was so popular, we should reboot Twilight Zone. Yeah. And they do it like kind of like Black Mirror does but they do it in a Twilight Zone way which doesn't which is good but it's not it doesn't translate and land as as effectively as black mirror is yeah because black mirror is focusing on exactly well, that's kind of leading it, black mirror was kind of leading the charge of like hey here's some fucked up shit to think about now totally it now will, that we have all this stuff it's tech fatigue yeah we're all getting tired of all the tech and the innovation and the, the, the AI and all that bullshit. And the implica- implications of what this all means. Yeah. Which creative people are coming up with, like, worst-case scenarios. Totally. Which is, like, that couldn't have happened with Twilight Zone. I mean, Twilight Zone kind of pioneered that in a way where it's just like, hey, how far can science go? But it was in, like, the 60s. Yeah. Which is Black incredible. Mirror, but, like, Black Mirror has kind of, like, rebooted that idea of, like, hey, where are we at? as humans and what yeah. are we doing because there's serious implications with what we're doing totally and that's one of the reasons why I fucking love it it's like it's like what's the worst case scenario with being able to rate your friends online what's the worst case scenario it's grim it's very grim and but so it's almost like really important for civilization to have to ask these questions and to take things to the limit to yeah. where it's like Let's not go that way. But, but what's messed up about Black Mirror is the worst case scenario is possible for mo- for a lot of that. It gives me anxiety. And and the worst case scenario for a lot of the old um, Twilight Zone, a lot of it was like speculation. Well, or like a ton of them were like the, the in some way the devil becomes real in in. Yeah, a story. So there's like and some so supernatural like, there's stuff that, to or, it, or like yeah, aliens. It's, it's a lot of aliens or, or supernatural things yeah. that happen. Which, stuff which, that's like not it's not quite possible because it's science fiction. But like Black Mirror was like, this is real life fiction. Real life science fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's like this could totally happen. So let's try not to make it happen. Please. Yeah, like AI becomes so smart that your dating profile is developed into an AI character yeah. that has that has self-awareness that is dating that is running algorithms inside of the program before it even matches you with somebody. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love uh, that's, that. That's that's my favorite episode, I think. It's it won awards that episode. That episode was that episode you know, was it, like a mini movie that made me feel yeah, really happy. Which if you haven't watched Black Mirror, that episode is in season, the last season, not the season that just came out yesterday, but it was about it's the dude, one of the guys from Peaky Blinders, um John, I think his name is. 
in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> and he is in a dating dating world with a girl and or with with this these people. It's really that one actually made my all of them crush my soul and my heart, but that one made me really happy because it was sweet and lovely. Yeah, what's it called? It's called uh, wow, they've won a lot of awards, actually. Um, See, Twilight Zone wants to taste that, but Twilight Zone is also on Amazon now. Like that, I mean, I think that's their platform. Or am I wrong? It might be on CBS or something. Wait, which one? Uh, Twi- the new Twilight Zone is oh, always on Amazon. Okay. It yeah. releases on Amazon, which which I, that's probably why Disney has no interest in it. Maybe. I don't know. If anybody's listening, I don't know. What's the name? <coughs> Did you find the answer? I didn't find it. Hey Siri, what's the name of the black... Hey Siri, what's the... Oh, I don't like this. She Technology doesn't want to listen when you're scrutinizing technology. Hey Siri, Conspiracy. what's the name of the Black Mirror episode about online... The definition of the word name is assign a specified usually what? proper proper... What is the name of the Black Mirror it, episode with online dating? You can stop. I have it. It's called... Sorry. I can only search Jeez. for topics for movies. See, she's... It's a conspiracy. Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ. And they have those little button things that if you look at it, it curses, it like curses you a little bit. Yeah. It's great. That's my favorite episode. I also like the episode. Uh, it's super grimy, and there's that... Uh, those people that are being hunted by the robots. Yeah, that one's dark. That's the... By uh, the robot dogs? Yeah. That one's fucking terrifying because I look at... Uh, what's that What's that company that does that? Yeah. Um, I forget their name. God damn it. I'm not going to look it up I'm again. Not, me neither. You know what I'm talking about? Just look They're making up. the dog, the do- the walking dog yeah, yeah, robot. Yeah. And, like, and they're getting fucking... Weaponized those. Yeah. You add an AI server to that. That detects humans as a threat to the earth and then they hunt you down and they kill you and you're done um it's going to happen probably so uh back to twilight zone was replaced with guardians of the galaxy california adventure um any other notable adventures out there for you uh no just the star wars thing uh there was there's a millennium falcon ride which is kind of it's pretty fun um, that's cool you get in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and the waiting room is like you're on board the Millennium Falcon so like you're wa- you're waiting like, for your you're turn. waiting for the ride to start <laughs> yeah, but like cool. you're in a group of people that are just standing around in the fucking interior so it's like set up like a set and they have like the, the chessboard thing the game board yeah. thing you know and like you can sit at that none of the buttons do anything which is kind of disappointing but whatever um, but yeah, there's just stuff around. There's like stuff hanging. Like there's stuff everywhere, and it's just like super immersive. And then they put you on the ride, and you walk through the hallways that are in the movies to get to the cockpit. And you sit in the cockpit. There's six seats, and every seat like so. There's two seats in the front that are for pilots. So at the front of the line, you come to a employee that gives you um, cards. So, like, they basically make a group of six. So, either your group has six people, or if, like... Sure, you, have, you bring in more. Because yeah. they have singles lines. So, yeah, you can get totally. the singles lines, so they'll, they'll, like, fill in groups. So, there's six people total. Um, and they'll give you cards. So, there's two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. 
those are the roles you, that you get to play. So you have to you have so to you have play roles. your role. You have to you have to play your role. So That's they give cool. you cards to tell you what you are, and you can swap with people or whatever. And they encourage that. So like that's what you do while you're in the waiting room. You like kind of negotiate to like play a different position if you've already done one or the other or whatever. Um, so the front two seats are for pilots, and they have these levers and shit that they pull and buttons. That's um, and then the seats behind them are the gunners, and like they have a panel that's next to them where they push. They can push buttons and stuff like that. And then engineers are in the back, and they have their own buttons, and so. It takes you through this experience where the Millennium Falcon is flying to like get this cargo, like they're trying to like steal this cargo from the New Order, I think. And um, so it's just like Star Tours, where you're in a cockpit of a ship and it's like there's a video screen and it like moves the thing around to where you're like wow and like whatever's happening on screen reflects in the the space to where like. If you That's get cool. hit, like, it shakes and shit like that. So, like, the pilots are responsible for, like, flying the ship. So, like, there's a part where you, you have to go to hyperspace and they have to push a lever and it, like, puts you in hyperspace. And then there's the gunners are, like, shooting stuff. So, like, on screen there's, like, um, you can see, like, like, the screen is, it's almost like a video game. It's... It's not a movie that you're watching. It's interactive. So like, when you're sh- when you're a gunner and you're shooting, you're actually shooting in this on the video that you're yeah. watching. And then anytime like uh, there's damage to the ship, the engineers get to like push buttons to like fix it sure. and shit like that. So it's like everybody's kind of working together in this experience that's interactive to fly the Millennium Falcon and steal this cargo. And the engineers also get to, like, fire harpoons into the cargo to, like, grab Grab it. Grab it and pull it off. Yeah, that's cool. So, like, you're all working together. Like, the pilots have to fly it, the gunners have to shoot the enemies, and then the engineers have to grab the cargo and fix the ship when it's too damaged. And then as you're playing this game, it gives you a score at the end like how successful you were your team of pushing your buttons basically (laughs) um but what's weird what's really weird is we went to a shop because ian was like looking for a sweatshirt or something like that and he was in line to buy a sweatshirt and one of the employees came up and he's like oh you did really good on that millennium falcon run or whatever he's just like how did how did you know that so this blew our mind because there's nothing that happens on the ride that's obvious enough for us to see, to see like, how did our score from the ride show up here at this store that we're at? Like, how do they know how good we did on the ride? Totally. And I still don't know. And I'm, in, I'm interested, now that it's public, I'm interested to see how they know. Because I, there's nothing credit card involved. There's nothing involved with credit cards. There's nothing involved with... Like, the wristband, we checked it. Like, I don't think there was anything in the wristband. And even then, it's like, how would how would data get from the ride to our wristband to the store to their terminal? It's like, got to be a, like, I'm sure they have infrared lights or, they, or infrared cameras. That's that, the most plausible thing. That, that's, that take photos of each person, and they're like, cool, here's the people. These guys did really good. Go market to them. 
sell them something. <laughs> but <laughs> right. he showed it to us, and it's either like a frowny face or a happy face. Interesting. So it's very, it's very like digital. It's either but but good or but bad. there's six of you that walk out. Yeah, but so there might be six people working there at least. That they're like cool. The party that's coming out right now did well. No, 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 no. This was way later. That's the mind blowing part. This was like half an hour later. We were at a store on the other side of the park, and they knew that we did well on the ride. That is indeed freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it might have to do with the phones, but the the thing is, is like we had our phones in a sealed pouch because they didn't want any video leaking out. But if you have, but if you have the app, we had the app, and that's that's what I'm thinking is maybe got... it's the app, maybe it's the app that takes in some of the. Well, they data they probably have, trans- but but then it's like, that's even more mind blowing. Well, because- NFC, NFC, and Bluetooth, and anything like that. It's yeah, like, but it we're connects- just sitting in the ride, pushing button. What happened in the ride that took our data from how well we did? But it connects with us. But it connects- to this other part of the park that's completely would, disconnected, the and they know connect- how good we did. The app would connect your location. And your and your status so the, in the rides. The too. app stores our score. Maybe. And then whatever they have at their terminal. Well, but, reads but, 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 our, and it reads your 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 profile. Your profile yeah. is all dynamic. But I will say I did not have that app open. But Ian did. Maybe. I he, I Ian's the type he, of guy that maybe, I was, he maybe did because it's the full immersion. And so if Ian, and did they come up to you or to Ian? To Ian. Do you know what I mean? That might like, be it. That might be it. Because there is a lot of stuff that happens on the app. That, that remember I was tell, saying how it tells the story where it's like, who are you helping? Like, who are you aligned with? All this yeah. stuff. It's probably the app. But at the same time, like, how does it get from the ride to the app? That's what I want to know. That's, that's next level shit. Uh, next level shit. Where it's like, there, if, there, if you have a piece of software open on your phone that can wirelessly collect data and pass data without any security vulnerabilities at all. Sure. You know, and and that's the, the app has to be connected to their secure server for sure. Uh, But that's, it's, it's crazy. That's the type of stuff that we used to pitch all the time for Razorfish. Is we'd have NFC. Yeah, as long as it's like it's, it's like uh, benign software. That's just like, oh, I'm getting a signal from this this network that I trust because I'm the app that looks for that network. Yeah. And regardless of whoever's device this is, I don't care. I'm taking data from this network that I trust, and I know, and I'm going to store it temporarily. While this person is walking around in this, so and it, it oh, ha- yeah. it ha- like in order to be legal, it has to be completely separate from your actual device. It's like the well, app well, is storing information for its own purposes that is not connected to you at all. Yeah, I and that that's that's that. an interesting I mean, I- idea with technology where it's I mean, like yeah. maybe maybe we could create technology that stores data but doesn't actually even care about personal information it doesn't even care about who it is it's just collecting data for the sake of this experience but the, but the personalization created. part is the only way that they can market to you that's the only way that they can connect to ian and or ian yeah to come and, and be like well, you did so great 
If that's the case, this is the thing terms of buy. service are going to get way weirder. Well, I mean, they're all <laughs> nobody reads them anyways. I know. <laughs> so they're going to be like 300 pages long and very very weird. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. And but I I will say that we've like from Razor when I worked at Razorfish, we've tried to do a lot of things with near field communication or yeah. Bluetooth or BLE. Bluetooth low energy type devices where you could go up to to a product and with your just your with the app from the company like T-Mobile or Target or yeah. whoever you walk up to it and it would it would announce that it's like hey this product is here let's learn about it or like let let's show uh, let us show you that why. has to be it then and it has to be because his his device had the app open or so they, yeah. like that's what was mind blowing about it because both of our phones were in a sealed pouch. The whole time, and and the, so he must the have had only. The I would say that nobody, almost no one, no big brands ever want to to invest in that technology. But what brand do you think would be willing to invest in that technology? <laughs> Fucking Disney, Absolutely. because they're they're all about experience. Well, and they're turning your that's, the, that's they're turning their your game now. Your one day or two day physical experience into a digital experience that can also track your physical experience and connect it to sales. And and whatever else, like even they could send you a notification when you get home. It's like, hey, here's that. Here's the photo you didn't know that we took of you. Do you on, want to buy it? On the <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they can do that because because it's all connected. Like yeah. that's the intelligent digital era yeah. that we are entering. That's and that's people crazy. would buy it. They're like that was fun. My life does suck. I want to remember the good times. Yeah. I'll take the photo, and they'll mail it to you or something, or they'll just give it to you they'll digitally. Let you download it, yeah, for two bucks. Nobody prints photos anymore. Yeah, that was it. Was cool, and there's a lot to the area that wasn't quite figured out yet. I will say it was kind of limited. Top two. Uh, but it's got a lot of fa- failed slash. Yeah, in well, I mean, progress. there's a, there's a whole ride that's not ready yet. Did you go on it? No. Oh. <laughs> it's not ready yet. Yeah, but it would be fun. But, but, like, there's the Millennium Falcon ride, and then there's this other ride that's not open yet. It opens in the fall, I guess. Um, but apparently that's, like, a 20-minute experience. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. That, that's what I've heard. It's got to be more passive than... Yeah. Than an, uh, than an active, like, yeah. a shooting... It probably uh, takes you through a bunch of stuff, and then whatever. But... That's not ready yet. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't even know anything about it. Crazy. Um, because, you know, they keep it secret. But, um, yeah, other than that, like, there was a whole, like, shopping area where it, it's kind of cool. Like, it's stored. You know, Disney's all about having shopping. I mean, that's the, that is the call to action. Yeah. It's like, cool. You had fun? Cool. Remember it with a... Exit through the gift shop. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, that's how, that's how, that's how Disney works. And yeah. so, like, there's this whole section that's like a bazaar of, like, all these different shops. And there's, like, a pet shop where you can buy, like, little stuffed animals or, like, puppets. There's, like, tons of puppets and, like, yeah. like mechanical, like, stuffed animals that you can, like, buy. So it's like it's like a pet shop. So they, like yeah. when you buy a pet from the pet shop, they they tell you how to take care of it and like what it eats and all this like because they're like alien yeah, pets. Basically, yeah, you're buying a pet, um, but it's just a stuffed animal. 
And there's like the costume shop where you can buy Jedi robes and shit like that. Um, but it's like it's all laid out as if it's like a black market type thing. That's cool. Um, and that's all in one area. There's a there's a restaurant in there. A full restaurant, uh, not just a bar. Well, yeah, cantina. a full restaurant. So like there, like the story is that there's this uh, this person, this person or alien or something that lives there that got a hold of a pod racer engine yeah. and built like a like a spit roaster out of it. <laughs> that's incredible. So, like, that's the best this, that's the huge, best continuation yeah. of episode one. I know, that has ever I know. that's the best thing that's ever and like literally though, like there's a there's a rap there called the Ronto rap. Yeah. Which is fucking good. I mean it's it's got meat in it, so it's not vegetarian, but it's like uh, pork sausage with like um, like roasted pork with coleslaw and like a peppercorn sauce and a flatbread. That's cool. And it is f- so fucking good. It's so fucking good. It, like, I was kind of blown away because I was like, ah, this stupid Disney food or whatever. Yeah. It's like supposed to be weird and like foreign. And not that fin- not that either, good. You're usually. just like, this is fucking really good. Yeah, that's and they crazy. do they do breakfast wraps too. Like if you're there early, like they have like eggs and chorizo and like cheese and shit in the wrap or whatever um but anyways that's just that's the food the food was good but the the whole story behind it is that he got this pod racer engine so there's this whole centerpiece in the restaurant where it's like there's a bunch of these aliens like rotating around like there's these like alien creatures that are like on a spit yeah like rotate and there's like a a robot that's like spinning spinning it that's awesome and then every once in a while the the uh, the pod racer engine like lights up and like goes crazy blasts and then it like bit. blasts mists everywhere like it's like <laughs> that's epic it's just fucking cool and yeah, I that's cool. I met Chewbacca we saw Chewbacca the one fix, only fix a spaceship and then he got off, like it's a stage where he's like he's like fixing this X wing fighter and like there's a dude with him that's just like talking to him and like having this whole like dialogue and then after that was over he came down and he was like hugging people and like interacting with people and he loved like this is the thing is he loves people with like beards or like hair so like he he like approves of that because people are hairy and he's hairy um that's awesome he <clears throat> this is really funny because he like he kind of freaked out for a second and was like oh like like, I mean, obviously he's just making grunting noises, but, like, there's somebody there to, like, kind of translate. <clears throat> Basically, they were saying, like, oh, we have to hide him because the First Order's right over there, and they, they're looking for him, so we have to hide him. So we were all kind of, like, covering him up, you know? And, like, my armpit hair was showing, and he, <laughs> he, he kind of, like, touched my armpit hair, and he was just like, yeah. So my interaction with Chewbacca was that he touched my armpit and it felt weird. So that was, uh, that's how I feel about Chewbacca now. He that, makes me feel uncomfortable. That is incredible. Yeah. He liked my armpit hair. So anyways, it, it's kind of a small, like, it, it's smaller than I thought it would be. But this, the aesthetic is what's dope. is because you feel, it feels immersive. Yeah. And there's enough stuff happening I mean, there's a lot of people, so it's like you feel like you're at Disneyland, but there's enough stuff happening that you feel immersed in, like, this 
different world. Yeah. And that's something that Disney has always tried to do with all the different stuff that they do around the park. But here, it's, like, very potent. You know what totally. I mean? Like, it's very well done and very, like, strategic. Well, and, like, you got to think about the other spots in the park. Like, like I love Tomorrowland. It's my, my thing. It's been my thing since I was little. And when you go on Star Tours, oh, now there's this, the Buzz Lightyear thing, which is totally fun. Yeah. A little, you know, like, separate. In, it's kind of a stretch. It's Yeah, it's a stretch because... Tomorrowland's more about the future, not about anima- animated yeah, reality. It's like, just because he's a spaceman. But but even in Tomorrowland, there's not a lot of people living Tomorrowland. In the Tomorrowland spinning future, whatever it's called, yeah. where they show what the future of today could be. That's not a ride anymore. I, totally, which yeah. I, I heard about. You watched that, that documentary, right? I did. Oh, but, but yeah, I, I did. But the concept of that whole space... There's not people there. Yeah, that's the thing that's missing. Yeah. And or if you go to go to uh, the the <coughs> woodsy, the frontier land. frontier land, like there's not just freaking cowboy dudes roaming around that much and talking to you like you're. There's it's just not there. They're in the shops. Romper. Yeah, there there's no the reality is broken because yeah. it is still it's next level Disney where it's like you come into this area. And you're in a different world, but that's that's the level of experience that I think that we all need. As like we're entering the 2020s, is happening, mm-hmm. and like we need fully immersive. Like that is the, the we need Westworld immersive, because when I enter Frontierland, even even in five years, I would like to go into Frontierland and have. Every person dedicated to that experience, yeah, and then have Star Wars. Was it called? What's it called again? Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. You walk in there and you are immersed. All all us podunk, like middle America people, wearing a dumb Mickey Mouse T-shirt and a a fisherman's hat. Yeah, when in the sunscreen on your nose, you walk in there and you are now living on another planet on another planet for for that however long you're there and and it being not that big right now that's like you know if if in fall they release that next ride that's 20 minutes long it's like for the next five years the star wars galaxy's edge part of the park is going to be packed with people yeah and like the full immersion is what we all want because we want to experience the whole thing. Yeah. We don't just want to go to a shop and, and look. We want to go to a shop and have fucking a dude from the planet or dude from the frontier or dude from the future land sell to us. Yeah. That would that would I don't know why, but that little injection of re, of false reality would would br- it breaks down the barrier of like, oh, I'm just, I, that's too expensive. Well, yeah, you know? well, or like I'm just looking, like I'm buying a shirt for Star Tours that I went on that I like Star Tours, but now I'm in the gift shop, and the person at the gift shop is a 19-year-old who really doesn't care. This yeah. is their summer job, and they don't, they're talking to their friend and checking their phone. It's like if it was a future 19-year-old yeah. from the future land, like yeah. Tomorrowland, that's yeah. selling me a shirt for Star Tours, there's something cooler in that it is cooler because you're it's like 
I don't know. It's almost like you're visiting a foreign country and the people there think you're foreign. Yeah. And like that, there's something interesting about that where you're just like, oh, and they have like sayings, like they have sayings, like they, I think they say like, uh, rising suns or something, something like that, where it's like, because this planet has like a, a few suns. In the Star Wars and, one. And that's what they say to, like, greet you. Yeah. They, they have all these, like, sayings that they say but, because they're in this they're in this, this other world. And so, like, interacting with them that, that way and learning the language and learning the, the, the lingo is part of the experience as well. But it's consistent. Like, everybody says that. Yeah. You know, like, everybody has said that to me when I was in there. They're just like... Yeah, rising rising suns or whatever it is. I can't remember what it was. But you know like, why that's so powerful is it's not because you're at Disneyland. It's because when you travel, when you go to any foreign country, you don't go there f- to experience the rides. You go there to immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah, and you and so, a, so as travelers, we we cling on to whatever is normal in the culture while we're there because. We want to we want to be a part of it, and we don't want to be outsiders. We want to. Like feel we want people to feel like we are we oh yeah we we hope we've been here before that like but we get it we know yeah. your whole thing yeah so like if you go to China if you go to Shanghai and you know the the cool spots you know how to greet people you know all the stuff you you feel like you are more than just a visitor yeah you're you're like a, a, I don't know you're experiencing the the whole environment as as i don't know a visitor plus one you're not much more than a visitor usually yeah, probably. you're a visitor but you kind of you kind of know some, some shit but so yeah you know some shit so so being in star wars land if shit is that different yeah and then you and you you learn you the learning curve is is steep and you kind of get up it then whenever you go back and it's the same way it'll feel like you're going to a a different country. Yeah. And that's cool. That's cooler than going to the 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 county fair. Yeah. <laughs> where 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 you know like Peggy Sue is t- <laughs> whipping your ticket. Yeah, to get on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, exactly. Like the carnies, the uh, you're not going to go to the fair to learn carny culture. <laughs> because that's not the ride you want to go on. You just want the ride. You just want the ride. And it, at Disneyland, if it is immersive, if it's truly immersive, you want you don't want just the ride. You want the yeah. rides, but you want to you want to feel like you're in another fucking world. Yeah, and that's that's what was really cool. And like this is something that Ian and I both agreed was the coolest part was with with the auction thing. Yeah, that's, where it's like they included cool. us in their world. Yeah. And we got to participate in that world like we helped them. Even even if it was all fake, like we were able to like jump into this role. Yeah. It was like role playing, you know? And, but, it's, but and the, that's that's next level Disney shit yeah. where it's like you're not just here to be a visitor. You're here to help. Yeah. Well, you know or, I mean? or 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 hurt. Or if, hurt. If it's totally dynamic, which you it sounds like you said that yeah. it might be. It's like you could be there and call and call someone out and and be on the new order yeah, side. It's up to you. You and choose your adventure. Yeah, that's crazy. and that's next level shit. Man. But but and that that bridges the gap from 
experiential <coughs> environment to dynamic environment where yeah. where like if I you go to China and you see somebody rob some a little store, let's imagine that the shop owner's an asshole, yeah. so you don't feel bad if you help him. You can either call him out or help him. And then you're all of a sudden either a part of one side or the other. Yeah, you're involved. The shop owner would thank you and maybe hook you up and tell you where to go. Yeah. And then, or the, the thief could hook you up with something else. It's like... Drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get drugs and, and then you go have a great that's time. That's a whole other experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... But, th- but that's a, that is the depth of reality that we are all looking for in our false realities. Yeah. And this Star Wars thing is just a little piece of that. Yeah, that's And cool. it's fantasy. It's all fantasy. Like, you're there, and, like, the people there are real people, but they're putting on a, a show so that, you, time. so that you feel like you are part of something that's fantasy. Yeah. And that's, that's dope. Like, that, that is next-level shit. And I feel like that's where things are going. And if that's where things are going, Disneyland is about to become very interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and I think that if, if that is, is the way they're going for Star Wars, then that is the way they have to go for everything else. Yeah, Marvel, everything. But, but, but they can't leave out. They can't, you can't abandon your roots. You, if anything, you, you invest in the roots. Yeah. Like Frontierland is, is some of the Frontierland is the oldest and most or the what's the one with the bears on the wall? The country bear, whatever. Whatever. Country bear bonanza. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like that. Whatever it is. Like I haven't been on that since I was a kid because I, it's not interesting. To well, me. it's because it's not it's jamboree. It's the jamboree. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> but you go into a theater and you watch. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. You watch, watch show. robots talk to each other. But if they are investing in Star Wars, they should revamp everything yeah. to make it all that experiential. Yeah. Even the Jamboree. The Jamboree should have people walking around d- during the show where there's only 10 people in it yeah. because nobody goes to that shit. But, like, um, um, but yeah. But, but all that experience should be, they should invest equally to the, to the human working Experience the people working need to make the experience great because with that's the part that's missing. Yeah. Indiana Jones ride is was my favorite forever. It's so good though. It's so good because the whole thing from the beginning you're in line through into the the line through the yeah into it's like the, Aztec, the temple thing yeah Aztec temple thing and you you see all the markings and you can decode the markings yeah. And then there's like skulls with the spikes, and then you finally get down, and, and you go into the study stuff yeah. where there's like the archaeologists, like, like with the projector on the wall, like all of that is is fairly immersive, but there's no fucking people. That's what's missing. Yeah, there's nobody interacting. It's just crazy. Now they need people that are like interacting with the other people. Yeah, and it. I don't know. I, I feel mean, like it's not. Yeah. It's a big ask, though. That's the other thing. It's like, hey, but you work for us, and you're in the park, and we're assigning you to this this land. Sure. And it's like, you got to step it up a bit because. <laughs> but but it, the the whole idea of this area is that you have to role play. But the, the here's the thing, 
if they're investing in role play in Star Wars, if they're investing in the in the digital f- app driven NFC BLE whatever technologies they're using to track how you did whatever, then they need to they need they they are the ones that can invest. Yeah, they are. Dis- who the fuck is gonna make a Westworld if not Disney? Disney's gonna do it. It's like six, sure. six Flags doesn't care about your experience. No, all they care about is the metal ride you're on, not falling down. <laughs> right? Like, and the yeah. funnel cakes that yeah. you're gonna and the corn, fucking the corn dog that you're shoving in your fucking face. <laughs> <coughs> totally. And like, Disney's the one. Disney is going to make Westworld. Yeah. Disney might already. I mean, they're they're leading in the experience industry. So as soon as we can bang an alien, we'll know that Disney has made it. (laughs) Thank you, Disney. (laughs) That alien was top-notch. Not good. It's not good. But I will say that uh, The Void, that is as immersive as it can get. That was probably the best part of of the vacation I went on. Yeah. Is because that's the most immersive you can be, where you're literally in a different world, Full, and full you have a immersion. different body. Yeah. And there's this whole story you go through. But you're not alone. That's what's cool about it. That's also, yeah. That exactly. is what cool. It, what, like your thing about sitting next to the girl, it's like that little interaction grounded you in reality. Yeah. And that's what's cool. But I wasn't in reality. But you also were in reality. I know. That's the cool. It Like that reminds you of how, how. The magic you're you're in a you're connected to a bridge between reality and fantasy. Yes. And she yes. was there. And I, that's that's why the fucking quest, dude. The quest is a game changer because it doesn't tether you anywhere. You can take it anywhere. I literally took it to your house, connected it to your Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and we played games on it today. Just now. Today. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't require a bunch of setup. It's like you put that shit on. And now you're in another world. That is the that is the edge of where we're at with immersive technology. Totally. Where it's like they put so much work into making the the visual experience map accurately to your physical experience, and it creates this narrative for you personally, where you are able to disconnect from reality and be in this other world. And to be honest, for me, that was my first time ever using that, the, yeah. the Quest, the, yeah. Gal- the uh, Oculus Quest. Yeah. And it was, it, the immersion is fast. It's very fast. You start to pick things up. You're like, oh, I can fucking pull. Like, the, the minute like they, you know, they spend a second telling you how to use the triggers, but as soon as you started, like, interacting with stuff, you're picking shit up, yeah, throwing big, it. Yeah. You picked up the rocket, and you, like, pulled the fucking thing, and, like, yeah, and then you were like, "What does it do?" And you're like, "Oh, oh!" <laughs> yeah, you let go of the rocket and it flies away. Up, and it's like you are learning how to be in this world for the first time, and it's quick. It's fucking quick. Well, let's be. Well, and the reason it's so it's so fast is because they're teaching you that you you're, you're in the normal world. Yeah, they're teaching you that what you do in the normal world works here it maps to what you're doing exactly and that's the weirdest part is that we're so used to holding controllers in games that like okay what do i want to do throw a grenade press x like like (laughs) r2 yeah or something yeah and it's like 
in this like no in this use your hands to grab it you take your hand you squeeze it and then you let go (laughs) but you have to we've been trained to not do that yeah and so now it's like it's not nature or second nature you have to be told again hey why don't you take your controller that's just setting and sitting in your hand reach down squeeze the controller you just picked up the grenade lift it up Pull the pin with your other hand. Yeah, pull the pin with the other hand and let go (laughs) softly. Don't let go of the controller, but then the grenade's gone. Yeah. But but that's it's it's like too good to be true. That's what that feels like. Yeah. And the gun, like that two-handed gun when you're doing a semi-automatic machine gun, it's like you have two handles on it and it just there's it, no prop you just know that you need to put your hands in this position yeah. to fire it yeah and it's you don't even have to do that like remember you were like pulling yeah it's it like apart. squeeze pulling apart like a like you a can put your gun. hands wherever but your natural intuition is to be like oh i need to hold it like this yeah and that's the whole thing it's like it's it's technology that's mixed with human intuition where it's like oh you want to grab that grab it Totally. And and they they created the technology to make it possible for you to just grab it. And that's but that the, but the the fantasy doesn't become real until it nearly blends the lines between reality and fantasy. Yeah. Once you can grab that, reality has now seeped into your fantasy yeah. world. And, and that's the same at the events at, at like Disney. The reality has to seep in. Yeah. And then you have it all. Yeah. And reality takes everything. It doesn't take one thing. It doesn't take one ride. It takes even the shop, which which it's hard to make a fake reality where you're selling a shirt for the fake reality. Yeah. But that is what it, that is where it's going. Yeah. That's why it's so exciting to hear about that. It's it's exciting because it's like it's a different way to tell stories. It's a different way to get people invested in ideas. What, what, what I like about all of that is that none of those technical ideas have anything to do with our actual experience. All, we, all that we, the public, need are the story that is usually already developed. Yeah, like especially for Disneyland. Disneyland yeah. is not releasing. Tell, tell me a story. Exactly, Disneyland is not releasing new stories directly to Disneyland because the stakes are too high. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean was Disneyland before it was a movie. We all know that, but nowadays they can't do that because they have to have the story come from something that's successful. They're vetting the concept. Before yeah. and then choosing the concept that is the most successful to turn into an experience. Yeah. So if that's the way they're doing it, the the story is already established. The the Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example. Yeah. Cool. They, everyone already loves this. We're gonna make an experience. Great. Now the experience is going to do great. They know it. They're gonna design it, make it, bada bing, bada boom. But the tech side. Now they can they can optimize the experience to connect to the entire Disney experience in a way that nobody will understand number one nor expect which is like 
Surprise, that, surprise and delight is where you make people happy. Yeah. You, the not understanding part is where you get to kind of get the data. Yeah. And nobody will con- be concerned as long as they're surprised and delighted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a bait and switch. Exactly. It's like <laughs> the data is what they want. And the more data they have, the better, the, really, the better they can serve. The, the, the better they can surprise you. Kind of. Because I was surprised. And nobody wants to give their data, but then they're upset when their experience is shit. Yeah. It's it's just kind of like, in, this is how the future is. Yeah. It's like, the data while you're there is theirs. Yeah. And now they're doing it's it like, in a way that... do you want to be immersed? They want to do it in a way that's more... more uh, efficient and immersive so they're taking it from the app which you're using to optimize your own experience yeah it's kind of brilliant and then those tech people will never be you'll never know them you yeah. might never know them i guess we like we know ian and he might never be known from the people that are in the experience yeah but he because we know him we get to yeah experience it his was, side of it it's actually funny because the girls that were with us in that vr thing I could tell that Ian was like trying to be kind of like incognito a little sure. bit. And so I really wanted to say like, oh yeah, he made this game. This yeah. game that you're about to make, that you're about to go through, it's his. Yeah. Like he made it. But I could tell that he was he wanted to see their reaction without knowing that he made it. Totally. So like I kind of picked up on that and I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. And I'm going to let him enjoy their joy. That was fucking powerful. Yeah, that's because they were they were stoked at the end of it. Like we all took pictures together. They take a picture at the end of all of you, and then they take pictures of the separate groups, and like they were fucking happy. But so that's a perfect transition into the concept of experience and the concept of creation. mm -hmm. And like we don't need to talk about this for that long, but. the people who are experiencing or who are creating any experience, it, like that is a truly v- virtual reality experience that you're creating a false reality, sound, looks, feeling even with the heat. You create the entire environment. Totally. The and and an actual world. space. That is one thing, but but all creators <coughs> are creating a moment of false, of false reality uh, of some sort. Yeah. Even package design is like, you get to see something that you've ne- maybe never seen before, and then you open it, and that that experience you get to own for a micro moment. Yeah. And or music, like when you listen to an album, there's the moments where you know that you can draw in the people, and then you can fucking hook them, line them, and sync them. <laughs> you know, it's like that's kind of it, and yeah. it's like that's your moment. And if you don't capitalize on it creatively, then you've lost it. And yeah. so, like, yeah. all those moments for creators, when other people experience it, you said that they were, that, that he wanted to see how they reacted. It's like, that's what we all want. Yeah. We all want that moment where we, where we. You get to see the fruits of your labor. Totally. And, and usually, as, as we know, as I know, as I assume you know, and most musicians know, when you share your album with somebody else, the reaction is what you want, but because they're with you, it's already tainted. Yeah, you can't. It's not because, pure because they're thinking about like, oh, this is his. This is thing. The, exactly. So I have to react like, a certain way, or else. All yeah. we want is to know what people really think. Yeah, but but and he he had an opportunity to see that he did. 
But to be honest, on, like on you don't get hired by ILM or ILM X X Lab X Lab whatever without being like the kind of the 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 top. Yeah. You know, it's like you're the cream of the crop. Like you're yeah. you're it. Yeah. And so the the experience is proven before it's ever released. And for musicians, it's a lot harder because. We we've known a lot of musicians that are eh, it's uh it's okay but you know who will tell you it's good and finish your album any recording studio anywhere they will record you sounding like shit they will make you re-record every line of your vocals if you sound terrible and then at the end they'll master it they'll sound good they'll release it but they won't ever tell you that you're lyrics or your music or your vocals or anything are Impactful. the f- the fucking worst. Yeah. They will never tell you that because they're making a dime off of it. Yeah. And like that's where there's a level of like transition from just making to making it. Yeah. Just making stuff to making it. Yeah. And like that transition is not short and a lot of people never past that yeah and uh i don't know like the getting to getting to experience uh feedback that is untainted by by context yeah or obligation or obligation that is rare and and that's kind of that's the magic moment i think super magic or or heartbreaking because it's it's so pure that whatever comes out of it you have to take it as truth. Yeah. For the at least the, those people because you didn't you didn't yeah. have your word. But, but yeah. whatever whatever does come of that, like is kind of the truth a little bit. It's like if yeah. somebody's yeah. like, oh, that was kind of stupid. That's raw, man. Like you can't really deny that it's objective. Well, there can it's be like, one outlier, like, yeah. but if there's ten outliers or a hundred outliers, it's no longer an outlier. It's like yeah. It is all it yeah. is all But if fact. everybody agrees like that was dope. It's like that's success. Yeah. Like you did it. Like you created an experience or you created anything. You created anything that people enjoy and brings happiness to people. That's that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal is to create something that people enjoy and people and that people can object like it's objective. It's like it, it, that it was worth a, my time. Exactly. Right? As a as a global response. Yeah. Objectively, if people do not seem to hate it and they do like it, you've succeeded. If there's a couple outliers that it the the experience of creative yeah. endeavors is always going to have yeah. some subject with, with subjective music, it's response. really hard because people get really locked into their uh, taste but 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 also taste and in your experience wherever you are the context of how you're listening if you're listening at work you might not want to listen to stuff with a ton of lyrics yeah if you're at home you might not want to listen to stuff that's super bumping because you're trying to mellow out after yeah. work if you're out after a party or something you want something you don't want something you super want, mellow you want them to play the hits you yeah know? exactly <laughs> so if that's your one opportunity to if you're your one opportunity randomly through spotify to make an impact you don't number one as a creator you don't even have control of the impact yeah you don't you, have control of the context you do not you're just like yeah. here's my shit and it's just like I hope you're listening to it in a place that's appropriate at a time <laughs> that you might be receptive and yeah. you're probably yeah. not because that's the thing with the VR thing it's like people are going in there expecting like oh I'm going to go through this thing and it's going to be fun 
and then they have fun, and it's like it's but, a but very. But they don't allow any space for variation. Exactly. They create. It's not the like space. somebody's just. Oh, let me check this out. Oh, that was fun. Or if it was a, a Google, <laughs> a Google VR was a Google Cardboard type of thing. Yeah. I might be in my bedroom. I might be hiding in my closet for for God's sake. Like I don't know why, but or I might be in the bathroom on the toilet. You know. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't move. I can't experience any of this. This sucks. It's yeah. like. Well, the context. You got to put yourself in the space that totally. it's appropriate. And so that space is like, but like all the barriers are removed yeah. to where the, it is either exceptional or you didn't like Star Wars. Yeah. That, that's the only options, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. like, that, that, that's the struggle of musicians is like, I'm putting myself out there. How are people going to react in the context that they listen to this? You know, like yeah. it's it, there's a lot of variables. Divine, like, and and we, and, we and there's a lot of opinions. But we we also can't create the space. We can't control the context. We can't yeah. do anything. And all we can do is it, the the most powerful thing I think that cre- creative musicians can do is tell a story that connects with them quickly. Yeah. Because the story will connect with them faster than the, even the genre. Yeah. And, and if it, they can connect with the, the story in a neutral space of your creation, then the, the song can ramp into something bizarre, but they're already hooked. Yeah. And that's not easy yeah. either. And that's... that. I will say that that's one of the reasons why we still do lyrics and we still tell stories through us. Not only because it's a creative outlet for us, but also because it is impactful for the listener to listen to a story that connects with them. Yeah. And that is that is part of it. We do deliberately tell stories that impact people. And we, we've learned to tell stories that are universal yeah. because of that reason. And verbal, like like Star Wars at Disneyland, experience and the story that is already established, that is the most important part of the whole thing. Because and you're you're inviting somebody into your world. Into a world that is, is rich and ex- already and well there. well thought out. Yes. And so like us creating a world through lyrics, which is fucking challenging as any of you creators, music, musicians might definitely know. It's like creating a world through lyrics that is rich and and established is fucking hard. Yeah. And but 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 that is where you should invest your time because that is what will capture people. Um, Twenty One Pilots is that what they're called yeah. or is that yeah, yeah, did yeah. the whole thing? Yeah. They've been doing their whole storyline shit, and it's like I think their music is totally good. Yeah, I'm not that into some of their style, but the fact that they've thought out so much and the way they talk about their world, like, is so it, they're so they are immersed in their own creation. That is attractive to me as a creator, yeah. and and as probably as all, we all know, being. A creator of any kind taints your perspective on anything because you're thinking about it as a creator, not as an observer. Yeah. But um, all we have to do is invest our time in in making our thing a fucking thing. Yeah. 
That is what matters. If you're writing a song to sound good, your song will never be good because there's no thing behind the sound. The sound is might be good today, but in there's like, nothing that hooks people in. It's well, just like, oh, I like that sound. A story will never die. Yeah. A sound will be done in maybe three months. Genres genres change so fast that and, and the trends change that sound is the fastest thing to go out of style. Yeah. But but a story you could you could write like fucking the movies from the 40s are still epic because of the story, not because of how they're shot. It's almost not because the cameras they're shot on, not because the actors are cool. It's because the story is so rich. Yeah. Like it's, it's a way to immortalize the creation. Exactly. Because you're attaching to it the humanity of... That's what I'm fucking saying, <laughs> dude. That, that is exactly what I'm saying. The... the um, Humanity doesn't Twi- die. Or, or Twilight, the yeah. Twilight series. Yeah. Team Edward, Team Jacob, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't, yeah. The story is better than the fucking movies <laughs> because the movies are only about the actors. Yeah. The story <laughs> is, I think, interesting, but the, the movies are only about, what's the dude's name? Edward, what's his, the, what's his name? I love that he's such a decent, good actor, and I feel so bad because he's also a musician. But um, the guy who played Edward, I can't remember. What whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, but like those movies are not about the story; they're just about those people. Yeah. Like you think about it, all you think about is Edward, the chick, and Jacob, and yeah. it's like what happened? Uh, there was stuff happening. It's like wrong. They failed. And, and in 20, 30 years, those movies will be known as kind of like the, teeny, the yeah. teenage kind of... Flops. Flop. Like the, they're flops in, in the, the run of things. Because they didn't execute the story well. The sto- then the stories... Yeah, the story can be immortalized. Yeah. I fucking love that. We are working on stories that we hope someday... We, at least we, will look back on and be so proud of writing because they're so big that they will be bigger than us. The yeah. story is bigger than us. And the they st- and they last longer than us. And the story's bigger than the sound. Like, we, like somebody take the story that we're writing, if anybody knows of, of what we're writing about, which soon, our, I hope you all will, we're going to share our new stuff soon. But... Like, and take it and do it in a different way. That's fine. But we're doing it the way that we feel is yeah. right because it connects with us. And the story is big. And we just want it to feel the way we feel. Yeah. And that's why we make the music we make is because it feels that way. Um, immortalization of a story. That's fucking big. Star Wars is immortalized because the original three. Nobody yeah. thinks about Star Wars and thinks about fucking... Jar Jar, unless they're thinking about it cynically, they yeah. think about Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Chewbacca. Leia, Chewbacca. They think about those. That is the immortalization of a fucking story. And Jar Jar is a smear on the history, which is the toilet paper of episode one, two, and three. <laughs> you know? And yeah. and CG, CGI, computer, the graphics 
that happened in the early 2000s was a part of the of that that toilet paper roll that spun so hard it went out of control. There's toilet paper everywhere. It's like when your cat gets a hold of it, and that is the the legacy of the early 2000s. 2000 or episode one yeah. came out in 2000 or 1998 or nine. 1998, I think. Yeah. That's the legacy it holds. That's why everybody hates it. The story in that is weak. Yeah, because it, it was it was the technology. It, it, it was a focus on the technology of yes. filmmaking. Yes. It wasn't a focus on the story. And that's the criticism I hear from anybody that hates the prequels is that there's no story. It's just a bunch of politics and bullshit. Exactly. With a bunch of flashy effects. And it's bunch, like, yeah. It's like, where's the story? Why do I care about these characters? And that is the that is the main criticism for those movies, and it's because they did not continue the legacy of the story. They just fit the story into this other fucking bullshit. Anakin, Anakin Skywalker being asked slash pressured to gamble. Uh, they gambled on his his pod race so they could get the part for their engine. That is not the story that's going to be immortalized. No, the immortalized story is the is the father son story that is so thought. It's it's not even it's not even that thought out. It's no. a standard no. story. It was very it was very like accidental. Totally how impactful and, it was but, to people. But but it is a standard archetype of a of a story that works. Yes, and that's why it works as a story. Yeah, pod racing. <laughs> I will go. I would go to Disneyland and get the pod racing food before I watch episode one again. And it is good. I will say, <laughs> yeah, the pod racing food is good. Um, if you're not okay. Concerned. So we're at a couple. We're at some decent time. We're gonna edit this down. But um, do you have anything else to say? No, this I, our, I think we nailed something big. We got into it. We. This is episode one. Our favorite one of the season two. of season two. So not episode one of the so yeah so not episode um, one. You know the one we're talking about. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it's it anymore. It's not that this, one. This one, our episode one, probably won't be immortalized either. But we are really happy that you joined us on this journey and this uh, uh, reignition yeah. of our of our uh, podcast because yeah. we really appreciate getting to talk about the things that matter to yeah. us and we kind of have re- many revelations while we're talking yeah. about these things yeah. and thank you for listening to my ramblings about my experience it was my birthday by the way happy birthday Trey it was literally my birthday when we went there Trey and just turned 24 <laughs> no he didn't 35 oh you weren't, didn't have to say that out loud well we're getting up there I wanted to be honest I'm 35 um, but yeah, like it was, it was a fun experience. So thank you for letting me ramble about that. Yeah. Um, Nick was very interested. So I was, and thank you, Trey, for and letting th- me thanks get for listening this. to us play VR, even yeah. though you can't see anything. It'll be edited down. So it's not so, uh, long and winded with me just saying, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I can, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you can catch us next week. On Off the Record with Nick and Trey, um, season two, episode two will come out in a week. And thank you. And share with your friends. We love you. And bye. Bye. Uh, this is Off the Record, right? <laughs>